0: Hello and welcome to the edition. I'm your host, Charlotte Henry. Uh, the week we're recording this marks 100 years of Disney. Uh, it's October the 16th, to be precise. And there was literally only one guest I could have on to discuss this. <laughs> so welcome back to the show, Kellingham. Hi, Charlotte. It's really nice to be here again. Uh, as I'm glad to see you will become apparent in the show, you literally were the only guest uh, in the little black book <laughs> that was appropriate for. such a show we will try and keep this show to under two hours but there is absolutely no guarantee so sit back uh, sit back and relax so yes a hundred years of disney now this is is a slightly funny one Uh, we were unpacking this because the company we now think of as disney was actually the first thing came out in 1928 which was mickey mouse in steamboat willie but the company Actually existed before. Company found yes. a company founded by Walt Disney existed, as we said, 1923, a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Explain the little drama we had back in nineteen the 1920s, <laughs> Kelly. Uh,
1: well, what happened initially was um, Walt Disney had an idea. Uh, this happens. This is kind of a recurring theme, but very very early on, uh, he had an idea for what if we took. What if we made some some little short films that were a live action little girl who interacts with animated characters? So she can go dance with a little dancing cat. That's those kinds of things. They're called the Alice comedies. And in order to make the you execute on this idea that he had, he and his brother started a company that was called the um, uh, I think initially was uh, Disney Brothers Studio and disney brothers studio was uh incorporated officially like the official start date was october 16th 1923 so uh disney brothers studio that's why we're at a
0: centenary now
1: yes um they made uh they they made these alice comedies uh then they uh Uh, They made them with uh, another fellow who's a legendary animator that lots of people will know, even if you don't know a whole lot about Disney, that is Ub Iwerks. Uh, He was an existing, he was a guy that was already doing animation and Walt met him and decided, and they came up with this idea. And so they decided to do this uh, little set of short films. And then the studio went bankrupt. So they decided to make more independently. And then, uh, so they, they founded Disney brothers studio and then after that, um they changed they uh, Walt moved to Hollywood and they changed the name to Walt Disney Studio because um uh Roy wasn't really all that involved anyway. It was kind of Walt steering the ship and Roy sort of handled all the paperwork. That was kind of his job. Yes. So um they uh uh released these uh, Alice films, these little short films, they were being distributed. Um, they found out then that, uh, and then they made, uh, the Alice ones were successful. Mm-hmm. So they made some new ones call about Oswald, the lucky rabbit and Oswald, um, Delightful little character, and Walt decided, you know, this was really successful. I'd like to get a little bit more money, and the other guy who was doing the distribution uh, was basically like, no. And then uh, it was discovered that uh, Universal owned all the rights to Oswald, and so uh, Mintz, I think was the guy's name, Mintz decided, "Um, I'm going to make them with or without you, because Universal will pay me, and I can decide how much you get. So yeah, so uh, they kind of this became like, why do I need you? I have, I obviously I can do all this myself. So uh, Walt and Ub Iwerks decided they needed a different character than Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. They decided to use a mouse, and so they called. Oh, him I Mortimer think I don't know where this goes. Well, they created Mortimer Mouse, who had this cute little attitude and things, and um, Mrs. Disney. Decided Mortimer was a silly name, and maybe
0: you should call him Mickey instead. Ah, uh, so couple of things here. First thing <laughs> is the brothers felt deeply betrayed by what happened at Universal. Yes, and that's because they had no them. idea
1: they had no idea what had happened with like behind yeah. the scenes
0: of the deal that that
1: exactly uh, Vince had made. Yeah,
0: and that's why, as I understand it, they sort of recalibrated the company the way that uh, they mm-hmm. did. Um, And the second thing we should know is that, of course, it was the woman that came up with the iconic idea. Hello, Mickey (laughs) Mouse. Yeah. And so in 1928, we had, we're not doing a whole history lesson, but just to give it some context, 1928, we had Mickey Mouse first star in a little seven minute short called Steamboat Willie. And you can watch it still on Disney plus today, which is lovely.
1: Well, there's a couple of others that he did. Um, Part of the reason we're we're starting the history lesson here, I think, is because some of this is just landmarks in animation and in storytelling and in filmmaking and not not so much because it's Disney specific, but um they sort of did a test run for Mickey. With a couple of other silent films that were uh, playing crazy and I'm absolutely blanking on the name of the other one, but there were two. And then they made the third one, Steamboat Willie, and Steamboat Willie had sound as well yes. as, so it and was it is the first genu- one with
0: sound as part of the yeah. actual is- thing,
1: not somebody playing
0: piano as you watch. Exactly, and it's kind of generally considered the first proper mickey mouse movie mickey mouse piece of i was gonna say piece of content but that doesn't sound quite right for 1928 but you know what i'm saying it's the first proper time we see mickey mouse as we would recognize him
1: yes sort of his debut because it was a much bigger deal um playing crazy is cute it's silent um it's always (laughs) kind of it's interesting to watch how things evolve from especially like um uh films that Walt Disney was directly involved yes. with because he started in silent film, so it's a very sure. different way to tell a story when nobody can talk when yeah. you know when you have to have a card for if people are saying things, you know you have to cut to that and cut back and stuff yeah. so watching storytelling um at that era is is interesting so um then uh the silly symphonies came after that, which is uh yeah, we take classical music and we have a cute little animated cartoon for it. Uh, they became known for that. And then... Uh, well, I'm decided... actually going to
0: jump forward yeah. 10 years. I'm going to jump yeah. forward a decade to the first feature-length movie. That's which, where I'm headed. <laughs> of course. Yes. It's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs.
1: Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Which, if you yes. watch
0: it back now, can we just say it's absolutely terrifying. Yes. How did that <laughs> witch not give me childhood nightmares? Well, because it's a Disney movie. Sorry, it, was, but... it was actually nine years. It was 1937. Yeah. The Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs came out, but yeah. that's obviously the first big but, full-length feature yes. movie, which is quite anyway in color. In color. Yeah. Yes, it's very
1: complex. It's, it's full-length. It's color. There's there's sound. Yeah, like all
0: of that um, is. It's a huge. It's a staggering achievement for the time, if you think about it. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. your point about them not just being landmarks in the history of one company or one man but history landmarks in the history of animation per se yeah is absolutely spot on yeah. and like and we're not going to jump forward 90 odd years but we yeah. do i kind well, of want to pick up where we are yes. as well today well,
1: another another thing that came out of that in particular that got used much more effectively later is another animation thing called the mm. multi-plane camera where uh a piece of scenery is painted on glass and then the pieces of glass get stacked up and the camera pans through them. And so that's why you get some of that more realistic looking Mm. footage as you go into the forest and things like that. But Disney movies are scary. Like people are like, oh, you know, it's a fun kids movie, but like, you know, you can't really name five movies where the main character has two parents because something horrible has happened to one of them before the movie started. Uh, Snow White is like Snow White is a terrifying movie. <laughs> terrifying, <laughs> like yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, Sleeping all of Beauty. that is yeah, terrifying. Super scary. Maleficent is 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 a, a terrifying. A, a, per, she is perfection. Is a villain. She's my favorite villain of like. All wow,
0: we're gonna so. come on to our favorites. We're, we're gonna yeah. do that. Don't worry. The last yeah. like. But
1: part of that is because she's so scary and like you know. Yeah.
0: Good I just with find it. this idea of being like knocked out and then waking up randomly like mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah.
1: All the... Oh yeah, it's all yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of scary stuff in Disney. There's in a lot news, of movies. Yeah.
0: I always thought, right? This is a complete diversion, but I don't care. I always thought that the whole Disney scary, sometimes quite cheek, there's you know, there's other undertones as well, sometimes um the time, I always thought it was slightly designed so that adults get one thing from the film mm-hmm. kids get another and miss some stuff yeah and I think there's a bunch of that going on which yes. is also kind of groundbreaking in there is. Yeah. It.
1: well because that used to be the definition of family entertainment right maybe the kids don't get the little wordplay jokes but the pie in the face is funny to everybody you know and always that kind of like that kind of stuff was one of the things that that Disney really nailed down because then they moved into television and they started doing, uh, in the United States anyway, uh, The Wonderful World of Disney, which was a thing mm. you could watch on Sunday nights that like everybody sat around and could see, you know, I mean, that just sounds delightful. Yeah, well, and some of them are really great. There was a lot of live action stuff they did for TV. And, uh, you know, that's how Kurt Russell got started as an <laughs> actor. He did a lot of stuff as a kid for in, in Disney films. Um yeah, and yeah. then of course
0: we had things, you know, my childhood, the Disney Channel, like mm-hmm. all this stuff became huge. Anyway, yeah, because I the Disney it-
1: Channel came out of those Sunday night those sure. Sunday night shows, and that those Sunday night shows became. Like they started, you know, the for good or ill, it was kind of the first infomercial because as they were building Disneyland, they would use part of that Sunday night program to say, here's what we're working on right now. Here's a thing that you'll be able to see or here it is done. And, you know, you should come look at it in California. You know, um, Disneyland opened in, in 1955. Uh, Disney World in Florida was 1971. Uh, Euro the Disney Magic World. Kingdom, please. Well, it's, Dis- it's Disney- Disneyland and Disney World are what they are here. Um, the and then Disneyland Paris is yeah. uh late, I want to say early 90s, I don't think it was Sounds 80s. about right. I think I remember 99. it in my child
0: char- like emerging in my childhood. What's yeah. just so extraordinary about all this? We've been chatting what 10, 12 minutes, something like that. Yeah. And the amount of things we have discussed, because Disney really is the first kind of multifaceted media brand, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they were the ones pioneering, it's, you know, correct me if you have a different interpretation, but for me, they were the ones pioneering. You don't just watch the show or the movie, you buy the toys. Then you go to the, obviously the theme parks was hugely groundbreaking right. to have that link to the t- characters and see the characters there. They are the real ones, by the way. If you go to Disney World, you do actually meet the real Snow White. Yeah. The, That's like, they're, actually
1: Snow White, yeah. Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah they're, they're the there.
0: real ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just so we're clear. Um, and so you have all of this stuff. And it is truly, before this was a concept, a proper multiverse, a real yeah. multifaceted world. And to ha- obviously this wasn't all Walt Disney, given his age and the time scale at which this all happened. Yeah. But that is, as I'm thinking, about, just so groundbreaking.
1: Yeah. Well, and he planted the seeds for a lot
0: of that. Like Correct. he
1: he was looking for a place where he could take, he had daughters and he was looking for a place that he could take his daughters where it wasn't just, I'm going to sit on a bench and they're going to go run around and like, where's something we could do together. And that didn't exist. The happiest so, place on earth. Literally where, that's where Disneyland came from. He loved trains. That's why there's a train that runs around the park. He nice. Train in every single park because he had an actual train in his yard. Nice. Um, I've, been, I've been to the the barn where they keep some of, of his personal have. train collection in California. Um uh, which is interesting for for like train nerd people. Like that's the other thing is like, you know, he had like a lot of interest, but, you know, they made movies and you could go to the theater and see a film and then you could watch a, something from Disney on television. And then uh, from 1955 forward, you could go to a theme park and go, um, you know, ride the Peter Pan ride. And then get off and go buy a Peter Pan t-shirt or a doll or, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, the gift shop at the end, at the end of the ride was something, you know, they absolutely pioneered.
0: Um, adding additional
1: parks. Up. Yeah. And then, you know, and then at one point decided, you know, sports is the thing we're going to do. Like now that we're on TV, yeah. uh, well, you know, they 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 spun up the Disney Channel and then uh, got in with ESPN, um, you know, and, and turned that yeah. into something. And then, you know, more theme parks. And then... They just started, you know, um, you know, to go back to the, the pioneering animation for a minute, um, you know, they were the ones that teamed up with Pixar and saw that Pixar was doing something really special. Right. Uh, with Let's computer pause, animation. Because
0: it's you and I, and so we have to talk about Pixar and yes. Steve Jobs, because of course that we do. Too. Yes. Because of course we do. Yes. This was a huge groundbreaking moment. So obviously, just for the people that don't know, Kelly and I used to work together at the Mac Observer, where Kelly presented the daily podcasts. Uh, daily observations so we have discussed many things around apple but let's pick up on this because it's a amazing part of the story and it's an amazing part of the story that takes us to what we now know as disney yes so steve jobs in a mood has been booted out of apple next is kind of his whatever and he gets involved in this animation company
1: Yeah, which started at they started at Lucasfilm. It was like a the computer division Mm -hmm. of animation at Lucasfilm. And then they decided to spin it off. And so Steve Jobs wrote a check and that made him the majority shareholder in Pixar, uh, which allowed them to go, you know, to go and do the things. They were trying to figure out if you could do if you could reasonably create uh animation using computers instead Uh, of people with pens and
0: pencils. If you watch the early Pixar stuff, it mm. is absolutely staggeringly groundbreaking. Yeah. Like, I remember that watching those first Pixar movies, mm-hmm. and like you could, you knew it was a different thing, you knew we were in a different world yes. watching those, and you could immediately identify what a Pixar movie was, yes, straight away, yeah. And that was pretty astounding. Then, of course, we've obviously got Steve Jobs going back to Apple, and he's sort of running. Uh, get me again correct me if I've missed up the timeline (laughs) but as I remember from reading his but the biography of him he was sort of running Pixar and Apple at the same time at one point
1: he was spending a lot of time overseeing kind of like bigger stuff um you know not always like there eight to five every day or anything like that but yeah he was he was very involved for quite a while um and yeah and uh worked with with uh other people you know another another legendary person we have to talk about who's you know Disney affiliate is Ed Catmull yeah. uh, who's one of the pioneers of of computer
0: animation um they well, I, the person I really want to talk about actually while we're talking about Steve Jobs, yeah is Bob Iger, the current yes. CEO of Disney. Also the previous but one CEO of Disney. Yeah, once in um,
1: current, I think. CEO. Once in current, CEO of <laughs> yeah. Disney,
0: was very close to Steve Jobs, has yes. sat on the Apple board for many years, while mm-hmm. Jobs was obviously on the Pixar board. They were – the two – Apple and Pixar for a long time were very, very linked. Yes. Um, And so you have got that dynamic going on. Of, I think basically Bob Iger left the Apple board once Apple was doing Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, he sort he had to recuse himself from the first meetings, and then eventually left the board. But the two companies were very, very close for a long time, and. Uh, we won't repeat the recent Bob Iger drama where he Let's picked his successor, his successor failed, and magically Bob Iger reappeared to run yeah. Disney at this critical historical moment of the company. He tweeted yesterday, by the way, thanks to everyone who made this possible, from Walt and Roy Disney to generations of wonderful creators to guests and audiences and customers to the thousands and thousands of cast members and employees who have worked for the Walt Disney Company and enabled it to thrive for 100 years. Thank you. And underneath that is a video that made me cry, just so we're clear. Oh yeah. I think it was the it was the the sort of um some of the characters looking up to the it was the Guardians of the Galaxy looking up to the Disney nighttime firework display in about 20 seconds that set me over the edge. Anyway, all yeah. very lovely. So he is now running the company but the company yeah. we call Disney is nothing as Walt and Roy would have recognized no. it
1: I mean they you probably were talking
0: about the sport yeah. you know ESPN is one of the biggest sports brands in the world now we may see that spun off at some point we don't know there's yeah. always talk of that mm-hmm. um but for the moment it's still very much part of Disney we've also over years it's sort of hoovered up it wasn't just Pixar of course it's hoovered up the whole of Lucasfilm which means it has Star yeah. Wars it's got yeah. things like National Geographic. It has hoovered up all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah, and the started. Muppets.
1: Muppet Studio is officially all Disney all the time now. Always important uh, to remember the Muppets. Yeah, they uh, yeah they purchased Pixar outright. They did have like a a very friendly relationship, and Disney was yeah, doing a Disney distribution. Property. And now it's officially a Disney thing. So they all say Walt Disney Pixar on them now. They mm-hmm. bought Marvel they bought 21st century fox yes
0: um which and... is a whole different dynamic we were talking about it off air we were yeah. going through all the like adult and... cartoons we like family guy the simpsons yeah a- I mean, they bought
1: they bought abc in you know in 1995 you did mm. have you know other options but it used to be there were three broadcast networks in all the land in the united states uh in the olden days and uh those were the three channels you got to watch if you could get the public broadcasting, you know, the sure. PBS channel in your area, maybe you had four. But if you only had three, you had NBC, ABC, and CBS. And in the 90s, Disney flat out
0: bought ABC. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, we've yeah. even, here's just to bring it back to Apple for a minute, there was even talk, wasn't there, at one point that Apple might buy Disney, which would yeah. be really fun.
1: And occasionally it would turn, it turn into, happen. well, and then it turned into Disney buying Apple every once in a while. Yeah, it you was bounce between so, the two, whoever's on the yeah. app at which point. Yeah, but that was because they were always so closely related. So yeah. you know, and and Pixar just sort of cemented all of that because you know because they were all dealing in computer animation and you know yeah. started out as a tech company. So yeah, it's it's
0: um uh, I think that's an all- amazing point actually because you know I write a lot about how media companies have become tech companies and tech companies have become media companies, and as you were describing that new animation process from Disney. Mm-hmm. 100 odd you know 90 odd years ago yep now we would talk about that as you know a media company being a tech company being innovative yeah and which that's is, what
1: which they continue they consistently did they continued yeah. to do that all the time you know finding finding uh more interesting ways to animate things fight you know and then figuring out which parts were important and not Trying to file the edges off of that. Like sometimes what you need is somebody to paint the watercolor background for the yeah. thing that you're doing. You know, uh, Beauty and the Beast was nominated for Scary a, Film. Also a scary film, uh, was nominated for best picture, not best animated picture, not best picture from Disney this year, not anything like that, like full on yeah. best picture, and was known at the time for having been sort of traditional animation that had used uh some technology. In how they got the camera angles around, like in that big scene in the ballroom. So, um, yeah, Uh, I remember reading reading a lot about that when when that happened. Um, So, yeah, like basically uh, that thing that you liked when you were a kid, Disney owns it now. Yeah, like whatever it is, which I think is part of how they continue to exist. Like they, you know, there's still a company that looks for the interesting way to do something, or if if there's not a way to do that, you know, make it making the way to do that or, you know, buying the company that figured it out, depending yeah. now. But it used to be, you know, it, it was up to them. And if you um, uh, if you know somebody who still has like the DVD discs, you know, the, uh-huh. the releases of of some of those some of those uh, sort of standard Disney films, they have some of the the making of and the the documentaries about like how these films were created in, yes. the, in the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, and you can see, you know, this is what they were doing and what kind of innovation they had even then, you know, for um how to make this more interesting or like you know the multiplane camera, like they got yeah. a patent on that. There's a lot of interesting stuff, you know, like the one people like to throw out about Apple is, uh, you know, Steve Jobs had a patent for the staircase, the Apple Store, and like they have uh-huh. a patent, Disney has a patent for the multiplane camera, yeah. Um, Let's- so there's a lot of stuff like that that they have done throughout the years, which I think continues is why they continue to be relevant and why we're sitting here talking about them a hundred years later.
0: Uh, well, sure. Now everything in this centenary period of time, not because they've been building up to it for a while, and you yeah. Know, it's not, you know, yes, it's about one day, but, you know, these things are celebrated over a period of time. But not everything has been straightforward in recent years for Disney. We mentioned the Bob Iger bust up and the succession and the failed success, all of that. And at some point in the not too distant future, they are going to have to deal with that again and find another CEO. I think he's extended his contract for a couple of years, I think. But at mm-hmm. some point in the not too distant future, they are going to have to sort out a longer term CEO. Yeah. Um, we recently, just in September, had the bust up with charter which for if you're not in america that's basically 15 million homes where they were having a round with one of the cable providers uh for the spectrum tv service and the disney espn disappeared and they mm-hmm. got it they basically got it sorted just in time for the return of the nfl basically yeah so that there were sort of riots on the streets <laughs> uh,
1: pretty much i mean yeah
0: We've obviously as well got the ongoing the writer strike's been resolved, but there's still the actors' strike mm-hmm. is yet to be resolved in Hollywood and that is a huge, huge issue for Disney and will continue to be. Yes. So all that stuff has got to be resolved. Now you could also argue they were not um they were pretty early in the streaming wars, but not certainly not a pioneer in it. They waited for a lot yeah. of others to go first. Yes. Um even Apple got TV Plus out yeah. a few weeks before Disney Plus came out. Yeah. I think it was pretty obvious to us as soon as Disney Plus came out, it was going to be a success just by virtue of the sheer amount of content yeah. that it had on there. Yeah. As we've said, for whatever it was, $6.99 a month, you got yep. Disney, Star Wars, National Geographic. Um, right out of the gate. You know, all the, all the Marvel at that point. 21st Century Fox stuff, et cetera, et, yep. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In yeah. UK, it's kind of got the Hulu stuff as well, but there's there are some geographical yeah. differences. Some,
1: yeah, and I remember lots of people saying, like, you know, it's worth $8 a month to me to not have to go swap out the disc in the DVD player all the sure. time because my kids want to watch whatever. So like even just in that, and I, you know, a, another thing they pioneered was the Disney vault, where you know a movie is out for a certain amount of time and then it evaporates from all official channels. Uh-huh. <laughs> until they decide you know and in another seven years they'll put it back out in the theater or then you can get a new a new version of it in in whatever format things are now you know yeah
0: and they've obviously in recent times be redoing a lot of the classics as live action which is a very innovative you know quite innovative thing to do um Mm -hmm. brings them to a whole new audience in some ways yeah so all of that's been going on which i guess leads us to is disney as we kind of know it going to make it another century yeah. And,
1: and I mean, I don't know. Depend, you know, it would depend on what that. Let's put in context. The, New York, the rest
0: of the time, right? You know? <laughs> I think the New York Times is uh-huh. 172 years old. Mm-hmm. So, brands of that stature, media brands of that stature, can survive for oh, yeah. centuries. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, 1.7 centuries if we're talking about <laughs> the New almost Yorker's, two. Yeah. Yeah. The best yeah. part of two. So, it, that is not inconceivable. It seems crazy right. to me that at some, you know, a generation will not grow up with Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing lasts forever, right? It's it's. Uh, I I think I I genuinely think the next CEO is one of the biggest decisions in the history of the of Disney. Oh, absolutely. They they, they have to yeah. get it. They sort of got away with it once because Bob Iger was there to sweep in. Yeah. Want you know to come back and restore some kind of order? Yeah, but you probably don't get away with that twice. Mm-mm. You so you you know you have they have to get that right. They're going to have to deal with this very uh, disjointed, fractured world of media. At the yeah. moment, they're doing pretty well via Disney Plus, but mm-hmm. we don't know what the rebundling looks like as that sort of takes place. And right. will never to be take place. My guess is it kind of helps Disney because I think mm-hmm. Disney Plus is often going to be the thing that people keep it's one yeah. of the least dispensable um, streaming oh, services. Oh, absolutely!
1: Yeah, I, like I, I said, the... that thing that thing you like or that thing your kids it is like, probably like that's where it is probably on Disney Plus. Yeah.
0: It's almost certainly on Disney Plus. Absolutely. So yeah. they've got themselves into a strong position. But I mean, never mind the next century. I think the next five years are going to be huge for Disney.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say like the next decade is is the part that yeah, I mean,
0: how long can they most keep going with the existing brands, the existing MCU characters, building out Star Wars? Mm-hmm. There's a limit to that. I'd have thought they need a yeah. something brand and brand new and innovative.
1: Yeah, because there's only there's only so much you can do with. Marvel characters are there a lot of them yes is sure. everyone again get? is every single one going to get its own tv show no so you know when is the second point, season of
0: She-Hulk coming out not soon enough exactly
1: but the second season of Loki is out now so I'm not super mad yeah, yet because okay. I'm kind of distracted because Loki you're is okay, yeah. my favorite of them so far so yeah at least of the for a second season anyway and it's yeah. it's been doing well um like they make all the money you know um if nothing else they can go on you know the 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 pillars they have already you know the um i always call them the fantasy land movies because it's the ones that all have like a corresponding ride in fantasy yeah, yeah. At, at the parks you know peter pan snow white sure, Sleeping yeah. beauty like you know the, the cinderella like the basic peter stuff pan, terrifying dumbo yep. terrifying
0: yep right having, oh, gone yeah, all scary. The, <laughs> having gone through the scariness of the movies we're gonna have to end <laughs> with the controversial question, yes. What's the best Disney film? There is only one correct answer, by the way.
1: Well, for what value of Disney film? Because right now it's a bunch of stuff, and you know, no, my like classic
0: Disney. We're be... not like Disney, Disney, like our picks Pixar. Okay. But I'm not like letting you get away with Star Wars.
1: Oh well, I mean, it wouldn't be Star Wars anyway. It would be Empire Strikes Back. Everyone
0: knows this. You um, know what I'm saying.
1: But I do. I uh, my favorite, like of the classics, is Sleeping Beauty because of how it looks it doesn't that- look anything like any of the other movies and i love it um and also uh one of the fairies is morally opposed to pink a big pink dress much like me so i always have a special place in my heart for that um, um but unfortunately that that's is- the
0: wrong answer because well, the only correct answer is the lion king the lion king is a fantastic yeah. film because it's to me and this might be an age thing as much as anything else it is the last great disney movie Oh, it's like the last proper that's a, that's classic, a bold statement. Okay. Classic, classic Disney Disney movie. It's got the great soundtrack. Like yes. the best soundtrack. It's got amazing animation. Yes. You have to deal with the classic parent dies very early on. Yeah. We've got the evil uncle. We've got all of the tropes in there. It's well, beautifully yeah, animated. Be- it's got it's Elton John family. singing. Like, what else do you want? It's the best one.
1: Well, it's hamlet like i like after i saw it i remember talking to friends of mine i'd be like you know in like 15 yeah. years when every kid who 15 20 years when every kid who grew up on this gets to high school and reads and has to read um, hamlet, hamlet from high yeah. school english they're going to be like wait 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 this is a have seen this movie why are <laughs> why are we reading this old book yeah
0: also it's got Timon and macbeth in it like come on
1: there, I love Timon and Pumbaa. There, yes. Uh, what do you want me to do? Dress and dragon and dance the hula is a question I've asked repeatedly
0: since that film came out. It's the it's the great. It's one of the greats. It's I love it. It's such. It is.
1: It is a great. Movie. See, that's the thing. Is like there. Like, I would argue, virtually all of them are great films. You know. Uh. You know. Wow. The, of the of the proper Disney animated movies, like yes. I was going to um, ask you
0: what the worst Disney movie is, but I don't think we can um, do that. We'll cause like that, riots.
1: I don't know that there's a worst as much as just sort of the ones that I uh don't spend as much time with really. Mm. <laughs> um but like but Sleeping Beauty um is mine for for what it looks like and that was the point when I sort That's of started favorite. paying attention to well it's the one that made me pay attention to animation and like who drew this movie because it doesn't look like any of the others and finding out about Ivan Earl who was the guy behind it and and you know um <clears throat> uh what what kind of influence someone can have over that and that led me to learn more about Mary Blair who's an amazing artist in her own right who did a lot of work at Disney and like like led down the path of finding out about all these other people who are really interesting who've made huge contributions so right. well
0: disney has certainly made a contribution over the last decade to culture yeah. um we may not entirely be comfortable with the views Walt Disney had over 100 years ago some of them but the movies And the TV shows and the characters still stand up today. The company that has come out of that is quite, out. you know, it's really breathtaking when you actually think about what has come from those two brothers doing some animated shorts. Yeah. And I'm so glad you're here to discuss it with me, Kelly. Where else can people keep up with you?
1: Uh, You can occasionally find me on uh, Tuesday evenings. And then after that, uh, we record live uh, with... uh, friend of your show chuck Joyner, Please. uh who does mac voices live on tuesday evenings uh in the u.s so i'm uh occasionally over there you can find me on in touch with ios with david ginsburg where um occasionally i show up to help uh talk about the the news of the day and uh the rest of the time you can find me on mastodon where
0: i am verso at mastodon.social link to all Kelly stuff in the show notes Obviously, make sure you hang out with Chuck Join and I when we do TV Plus every month. We'd love to have you uh, to discuss all the latest Apple TV Plus news. Uh, to keep you sustained in between of that, head over to TheEdition.net for the regular blogs I'm doing or Newsletter.TheEdition.net to make sure you get uh, the newsletter prices are going to go up a little bit in the not too distant future. So now is a really great time to take out a paid subscription if you would like, and it helps keep the show on the road. So thank you. And I uh, thank you once again, Kelly, for being on the show. And I'll see you all next week.